here, there, and everywhere. SAFM 106.6 FM in Bloemfontein. It's uh, 10.35 on uh, SAFM and uh, it's uh, time for us uh, to talk uh, the with the chairperson of the local organizing committee of uh, the International Conference for HIV and AIDS and STIs in Africa. And they say South Africa is implementing catch-up programs that will help people living with uh, HIV and AIDS and TB to get back on treatment. Uh, Dr. Tembisi Lekulu uh, says, COVID-19 has derailed the HIV program on uh, the continent. Dr. Dr. Kulu joins us now on the line as uh, the conference enters uh, day three. Dr. Kulu, good morning. Uh, You are chair of the local organizing committee of the International Conference uh, for HIV and AIDS and STIs in Africa. How has it been going today? Uh, good morning uh, to you and you and the listeners. I do want to apologize uh, on behalf of Dr. Kulu. It's Dr. Ndlovu. I apologize. Who is the co-chair? <laughs> Who is the co-chair? I apologize. Okay, okay. I apologize. I apologize, Dr. Figilin Lovu. Uh, you are the co-chair uh, of uh, ICASA um, um, 2021, the local organizing committee in the DDG in the office of the Premier in Guazul Natal. My apologies to you. Uh, on my script, I had Dr. Kulu. But how has it been going up to now? Uh, the conference has been going on very well in terms of the program itself and what we had planned uh, to be the engagement uh, and the presentations that are coming from the scientific uh, community and the community side. That part is going very well. We've had uh, challenges uh, due to COVID, but we've always had plans uh, because we did plan the conference in the midst of COVID-19. Uh, it's been quite an interesting uh, two days uh, in terms of the sessions themselves, uh, even this morning. Yeah. Yesterday when we had a conversation with the Premier, one of the things that came up from him was that uh, part of the challenge of uh, specifically Guazulu Natal, because I suppose he could speak of uh, Guazulu Natal as uh, Premier, was the issue of uh, stigma and uh, the issue of infections really uh, being centred uh, uh, primarily about young girls. What kinds of things have come out in the last two days for the province uh, on the re- issue of stigma and the issue of infection of young girls of uh, on the HIV vi- on the HIV virus, uh, I think in terms of the young people, it is clear that it is a challenge across uh, the issue of stigma. It still remains a challenge uh, in terms of us in Africa and the issue of the infection of young girls. Uh, as much as there is. Uh, programs that are targeted at young girls, including uh, the the PrEP, which is the pre-exposure prophylaxis that has been offered, uh, we still find ourselves uh, in that challenge with all the responses that have been developed around targeting young girls. But I do want to highlight that we are also now cognizant of the fact that the young boys also need to be included and the men in terms of their response, uh, so that it only doesn't end up with the young girls only. Uh, But it remains a challenge. It remains an area that would remain a focus for a while in terms of uh, 
what is coming out in the culture. And what I did ask the Premier, which is what I will also ask you, was that, you know, who are they having sex with, these young girls that are infected? Could there be a challenge of uh, the issue of testing uh, regards whoever it is that uh, is infecting the young girls? Because we know uh, from what we, we assessed from the conversation with the Premier that obviously uh, the infection rate is coming through sexually uh, from the young girls, but uh, they cannot be having sex by themselves. Definitely. And I think that's the conversation that is the most important part because the young boys are not having an equal infection rate, which therefore make us, uh, makes us to deduce that it's definitely from people who are a bit older than them, five years or more, which are men who are older. Therefore, you will see that in our response, We've now refocused as well in having programs that target men. Mm. And you will know from a health-seeking behavior, we do have a challenge with men uh, coming up, uh, testing. It's a problem that we've had over a long time period. So roping in men in response and having men to lead the response so that they can talk to each other uh, in terms of their health-seeking behavior, but also in terms of their relations in protecting uh, the females, in particular, the young women and the adolescent young women. Uh, Uh, That is the area. Dr. Androvo, I want to go to break, but before I go to break, I, I, I want you to think about a response to the question I wanted to ask you when we do come back from break, which would be what kind of uh, discussions are happening uh, at the conference around a collective response from Africa as a whole? Because I'm assuming uh, part of the reason why uh, the African continent is gathered there is that uh, you're having dialogues and conversations around uh, collective solutions uh, for the entire African continent on dealing with the issue of uh, the HIV virus. So uh, please apply your mind to that and we'll be back uh, to continue our conversation with uh, Dr. Figilendlovu, who is co-chair of uh, ICASA 2021 Local Organizing Committee and the DDG in the Office of the Premier in Guazul Natal. Regards, of course, uh, that conference on HIV AIDS and STIs in the African continent. It's 10.41 on SAFM. Hashtag SAFM Talking Point. Welcome back. Uh, we are talking to the uh, co-chair of the Local Organizing Committee of uh, the International Conference for HIV and AIDS and STIs in Africa. Uh, the conference is currently taking place and they, and they say South Africa is implementing catch-up programs that will help uh, people living with uh, the HIV virus and AIDS and TB and STIs to get back on uh, treatment. And uh, Dr. Figilendlovu is uh, who we've been talking to. And I want uh, to find out if you applied your mind to uh, the question I asked earlier, uh, collective uh, solutions uh, that are being talked about for Africa as a whole for the problem of HIV, AIDS, STIs, and even TB in, in Africa. Uh, thank you very much. I have, uh, except that the one challenge is that one of the sessions this morning, which is actually uh, running as we're speaking, uh, is on leadership because what, is, what we are saying around the collective response is the leadership across Africa. Um, we will not be, and when we say leadership, it doesn't mean just the political. It says that that collective leadership that is required, both at a government level and at a civil society and the structures, still remains the core in terms of the response to our HIV and AIDS response. And the plenary session 
at this point is looking at that and they are having that discussion and looking at our own the declarations that have been made and uh, where are we in terms of the progress and what more do we need to do and mm. at this point that is what we are discussing because but at the center of that response will be the leadership mm. and that needs to lead that response just like we are saying young girls you've got men you need to be saying where are the men who are leading we have to lead we know that we've engaged the traditional leadership. Where are they? They have to be at the center of the response. The men. So I think that is a session that is looking at the different categories and the leadership in Africa, not just in a particular country, but also that collective leadership from the presidencies or the deputy president, like us in South Africa, to the premier, to the local leadership, but also then to the local level in terms of our own society, religious leaders who approach. They are having that engagement. So I'm told South Africa is implementing catch-up programs uh, that are helping uh, a, a people living with HIV and AIDS. What are these catch-up programs? And are we implementing catch-up programs as a result of the impact of COVID-19 on uh, people living with the, the HIV virus? Yes, what we found is that with the COVID-19, we were, we were in particular here in South Africa and in Guadalupe-Natal, uh, we were on a, a good trajectory in terms of reaching our targets of 1990. We even had districts in KZN that had reached the 1990-90 target ahead of time. With COVID, we sort of dropped, we lost patients, some were not even coming now to fetch the treatment. So we had to then develop the catch-up plan to look at how do we go back with our communities. We are really going back to a response at a community level to go and get our patients back into the program, making sure they are back into our treatment and making sure that then we try and gallop and meet up those who had not started treatment that needed treatment, but also our prevention programs. Definitely COVID had a serious, serious impact. You will know that we were on lockdown. We were not able to go out and meet and then had an impact. And part of this conference is actually looking at that on what other countries have done what have we done as a way so that collectively we can come out of here and see if our catch-up plans are going to be working. We do have to say those catch-up plans also include the digital access, obviously, because we know that the COVID, as we are in the fourth wave as we see, is constantly affecting us and we need to have a response in the midst of the COVID and be able to catch up with our targets which we want to achieve. Yeah, we'll leave it here for today uh, and allow you to get back to the conference. Thank you, Dr. Ndlovu. Thank you very much uh, to to all the listeners and um, uh, we will keep you uh, informed of all the proceedings. Thank you very much. Thank you. Dr. Phil Ndlovu, co-chair uh, of uh, the local uh, organizing committee on uh, the conference on HIV, AIDS and STIs in Africa.